Waterloo Community Theatre. Waterloo Community Theatre presents The Realist. Welcome to The Realist, a radio show by young people for those eager to get a taste of their world, their ideas and overall awesomeness. It's 6pm on Friday, the 9th of April 2021, and on the show today, we have myself, Hamida, Betty, Mark, Mo, Anna and Rachel. In today's episode, we have a special episode of The Skinny Journey, a new style of question time with the teens answering questions by the younger group, followed by the big conversation about transitions. And lastly, a segment we like to call Rachel's Reflections. We are live and if you want to get involved, you can join in the conversation and tell us what you think by using the hashtag TheRealistWCT on Twitter and Instagram. First up, we have The Skinny Journey. The Realist. and welcome back to the skinny journey today we have a revoltingly fat guest and it's anna and antonia how foreign anyways antonia tell the audience about your sad big life Hello, yes, my name is Antonia. I'm 30 or 26 years old. I'm here because I'm seeing you on the internet and how you're making people's lives so much better with your vlogs. I'm wanting to be skinny. Well, I know I'm a genius, Anita, whatever, but this is going to take a lot of work, to be honest, and I don't know what we're going to do with you. Uh-huh. So, Antony, what compelled you and your fat self to waddle down onto my channel? Fat! Well, my boyfriend, he cheated on me. Not surprised. Now, I'm wanting to get revenge this hot girl summer with my sexy looking body. Ever thought of going on a diet or nothing? What? I don't understand. Well, unless you starve, and I don't know if that could help. You ain't snatching no man, my love. You know what? I'm so stupid. How do you notice now? I'm so stupid, think you can help. You are just a rude bitch who doesn't even know she is fat. You can't even realize in how you're looking. I don't want this. This is all shit. You and everything about this channel is not helpful. Everyone listening and watching, don't waste your time with this self-denial bitch. What? Right, bye now, Antonia. And now, our special edition of Question Time. It's Question Time. This past Tuesday, we had two worlds collide. At WCT, we have two drama groups. The Friday group made up of teenagers that you've been hearing frequently on The Realist and the Tuesday group, who are 7 to 11 year olds. You're about to hear our Tuesday group asking questions to the older group. So my name is Rachel. I'm in year 10 and I'm 15 years old. My name is Selena and I'm in year 10 and I'm also 15 years old. My name is Taiza. I'm in year 10 and I'm going to turn 15 very soon. What is your favourite thing in the whole entire world? My favourite thing 
I really like eating. I like food,、um, especially food that I really enjoy eating. I really like talking to my friends, especially Selena, because it makes me feel really happy. Like I could be depressed one day, but then I call her and I feel happy like immediately. Oh, but it's so tricky because it's like I like smells a lot. <laughs> like I really like smells. I don't know why that sounds quite random, but that.、Um, and I really love my friends and people who are close to me. Um, my favorite thing in the whole entire world is going on holiday. Yeah, I just love traveling, and also I like seeing my friends. So the perfect thing in the world would be going on holiday with my friends. That would that would be the ultimate favorite thing. What is your dream holiday?、Um, I'd either like to go to Trinidad or the Caribbean、um, because I haven't ever been there, and I just really want to go there. I hear the food is really nice there. My dream holiday is Italy because there was a, a few movies set there, and I really enjoy like the setting of Italy. Oh, I heard that Italy is sinking soon because it's quite a small island. My parents went to the Maldives, and they told me that it was amazing and that they were snorkeling and everything like that. So I would love to go to the Maldives with. Taiza, when I'm older, because I want to go on a gap year before university, and Taiza said she wants to come with me. So <laughs> my dream is to go snorkeling in the Maldives. It's Samira, <laughs> and what's your favorite subject in school? See, they're all ruined. All of them have been ruined for me because of the way that it's all have been out. Like, I promise you, your favorite subjects will change when you get older, because of like learning and stuff. Because it used to be English, but because of stuff, no, it's not anymore. I think I, I definitely like gastronomy because you get to cook and stuff. So I'd say that because it's the least work you have to do. My favorite subject.、Um, I used to like English, but like I do, I do like English because I like writing. But yeah, I was gonna say the teachers is just what destroys everything. But、um, I like I like music, but I don't like I can't say I don't like the teachers because that's rude. But I don't like teachers. Teachers are just evil. Oh, I swear, teachers have descended from hell or something. But yeah, drama is my favorite because I don't have. To it's just, it's not boring. It's literally creative.、Yeah. Mm, you have to do a lot of writing though, like a whole portfolio. Are you joking? Me and Rachel are in the same class. In secondary school, do you have lockers? And is your GCSEs and your tests hard? I am really, really sorry to say, but our school does not have lockers because they say we do not have enough space to put lockers in. Um, which gives you really bad back problems, and basically, some some um schools do have lockers. Um, it depends on where you're going. Um, ours unfortunately does not. And what was the other, what was the other question? Is your GCSEs hard? Well, yeah, very hard, <laughs> because it's a bit like you have like at the start. Um, of year seven, it seems like there's not very much work that you have to do, and then it like gets even bigger and more complicated than it needs to be, <laughs> as far as I feel. But it's like it's really complicated and it's quite difficult, and it's like if you're not prepared, you're not prepared, and 
it's very very stressful um i do want to add something based on what rachel said gcse's they are very difficult and complicated and an advice that like someone gave me in seven which i didn't follow was that i have to be revising not every day but like a lot um from year seven all the way up to year 11 so that that would like help me um not have to go through everything all over again in year 11 but i didn't follow that and my advice to you is when you are in year seven start revising like year seven year eight year nine year ten and year 11 because then you won't have to go all the way back and relearn everything that's difficult because I haven't revised one. Um, I'm going to secondary school in September. So what's your advice for making new friends? I know. Okay. My advice is that do not involve yourself with people who are going to be messing about or being rude or the popular group, which is just, I mean, if you fit in with the popular group, you can obviously join, but just find someone that is going to be like you. So, for example, I'm weird and silly, and Selena is the same. So, of course, I'm her friend. So, you need to find someone that's going to make you laugh, that's going to make you happy, and just don't hang around with people who are going to be a bad influence. What people think is like fit in and like try and, you know, um, fit in with the popular group or like what the majority says is right. Well, if you end up being yourself and you find someone who will be your friend, even though you think that yourself is weird and they don't think that, then they're your friend. That's a perfect friend for you because they won't care if you're being yourself at any time of the day. Be yourself around those people. Those are your real friends. Yeah, I would say that you should not change yourself to fit in anywhere. Like, don't change yourself at all. Just be yourself and then, like, then you'll find your real friends. Like, don't, don't ever change yourself because there are like some friends that I used to have in primary school that are in secondary school. And like, I don't know where my friends gone. Like they've completely changed. Yeah. Everyone changes, but just make sure that you carry on being yourself and change in a good way, not in a bad way. Um, what do you do in the, um, in the Friday group? Like, um, what's your favorite thing about being in um, uh, Waterloo Community? The spontaneity of it. Because it's where you can literally do anything. Like, it really changes each week. So it's like one week you could literally be, I don't know, um, playing games. And then the next week you could be, like, doing some work on, I don't know, a whole other project. And it's really nice because when you, like, have a lot of diversity in what you're doing, it has a lot more space for growth. And I feel like it's really fun that way. My favorite thing is like being able to like talk about anything that you want to talk about and that if we like if we feel very strongly about something we're going to end up making a script about it and we're going to end up sharing it on on a podcast and and I just I love just sharing how we feel with like no judgment from anyone yeah that's like my favorite thing I like everything about Waterloo Community Centre like I mean theatre sorry um I really like it because you can be creative and you can be you without judgment and when you have an idea, just like Selena said, you can just say it and make a script out of it. Or right now we're doing a podcast. So if you have a really strong opinion on something, you can say everything you want to say onto the podcast. And other people all around the world can listen to it and learn more about your opinions. If you were a food, what food would you be? I would be ribs and chips because that's just the <laughs> best. <laughs>
It is question time where the uh, young people get to ask the adults questions and the adults get their own back by getting to ask the young people questions. Uh, it's a very special one today because we are joined by a former member of the Tuesday group, um, one of the one of the guys that you heard from the Tuesday group, but who has long since uh, grown up and has kind of popped back in to join us to catch up with what we're doing. So we're here with Molly. Hello, Molly. <laughs> Hello. Um, are you are you prepared for question time? I, I think so. So it's not going to be too intimidating, but I am going to give you the first question. It's question time. First question is, what is the worst fight you've ever had with someone? I don't know. Not really. You're too, you're too, you don't fight with anyone, do you? No. I got that sense. Uh, okay, so now you're going to turn the tables and ask a question to me. Are adult problems bigger than young people's problems? Are adults' problems bigger than young people's problems? I think it's kind of relative. I think if I was an ant, a blade of grass would look enormous. <laughs> and if I was a giant, you know, a skyscraper would look tiny. So that's not to say that young people are ants and, and adults are giants. But I think that it's more about the problems being different, you know? Yeah. That there is a bunch of navigating of different situations you have to do as a young person and as an adult. And like sometimes they take 100% of your energy and 100% of your problem solving skills, which means, no, I don't, I don't think they're bigger. I think that they are a different type of issue. But I think that both adults and young people have situations, have problems that require all of their effort to fix. Yeah. That makes sense? Yeah. What has been the worst part of your day today? Uh, I had a long car journey. Yeah. That wasn't fun. Yeah. No, that can suck. Especially when you're in the middle of holidays as well and like all you want to be doing is chilling. Yeah. Is this how you would normally spend your holidays? Or would you normally, if it wasn't kind of COVID, do you think you would have gone somewhere? Uh, yeah, probably have gone somewhere. Do you do holidays abroad or do you like to go to the the beach in the UK, as cold as it would be in April. It's freezing today. We go abroad quite a lot, yeah. Where's your favourite place to go? Uh, we always go somewhere different, so I don't yeah. know. If I was to say, take me back to the place that you think I'd like the most, not knowing much about me, where would you where would you take me back to from places you've been? Because I haven't travelled a lot. I don't, I don't go abroad a lot. What do you think I'd, I should see? Uh, I'm not sure. I should. Let's go to the next question. What is one thing you could not live without? Uh, that's. I'm gonna. I'm gonna take that literally, and I'm gonna say one thing because I think the easy answer would be like, "Oh, my family, or oh, my cat." But um, something I couldn't live without at the moment. And most days is uh, coffee. I 
drink a lot of coffee and I'm a big fan of uh, making elaborate cups of coffee. So like grinding the beans myself and I've got this cone with some paper and it's like a whole ritual making coffee. And at the moment where uh, my wife and I are both teachers and so we're both really busy, um, having taking that extra bit of time to make coffee in the morning uh, that we share with each other is like one of the the bits of time that we've kind of carved to be in the same place at the same time and catch up with each other and do all stuff. So at the moment, coffee and all of the equipment and kit that goes along with my coffee uh, is crucial. Um, I've got a final question I'm going to throw at you. Uh, it's a deep question, if that's okay. Okay. Molly, do you feel in charge of your life? Uh, yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Like you get to make your own, you make your own decisions and, and that's excellent. This is a tough question and if you can't answer it, that's fine. What makes you feel like that's true? How do, how do you know you're in, in charge of your life? How does a person know they're in charge of their life? I get to choose what I do. Um, yeah. I, my parents have given me the choice of going to my primary school, my secondary school, um, I get to choose what clubs I want to do. Yeah. That's amazing. I that, that, that I think like having options, if you, if you felt like, how does, how does it feel if down the line, and you might not, have, it might not have happened. If down the line you were like, Oh, I chose clarinet and I really meant saxophone or, or, I mean, it wouldn't necessarily be as serious as I chose this primary school and now I hate it. Like, have you ever had to change your mind? Is that an easy thing to do or, or to, to raise as a, as a thing? Uh, I haven't really come across it's not, that. It's not happened yet. You've been so yet. certain and you've made so many choices. Uh, that's excellent. That's brilliant. Well, thank you very much, Molly, for joining us on Question Time. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> with a little bit of added extra interview. And next up is the big conversation. And today we're talking about transitions. So we've just listened to um, the younger young people asking the teens lots of questions about what's it like to be a teenager and what's it like to go to secondary school? What's the difference? What changes? Um, and there's other changes happening. We're about to come out of lockdown um, a bit more. We There's... The seasons are changing. There's a lot of transitions going on. So what are we thinking on the topic of transitions? Where's that going to take us today? Transitions are tough. It's, they're exciting because, you know, something is changing. And, you know, change, most of the times change is good, but they're tough. It, it takes time, at least to me, even just, you know, the season. It takes time to get used to it. And then at the, at the beginning, there's that little bit of fear, like, you know, at the back of your mind, like, oh, how is it going to be now? Everything is going to change. I'm going to change school. I'm going to change job. Uh, I'm going, I moved country. So I, I used to live in Italy. I grew up in Italy and I moved here. And I remember the day before the flight, I was like, okay, I made the worst choice of my life. Now everything is going to go downhill and I'm never going to have a proper life in London and but then, you know, you just throw yourself into it and 
yes, it's exciting. And, and I mean, you're going through a big change now. Tell yes. Tell about what's changing in your life, Betty. Go on. Oh, I'm going to have a baby. Uh, <laughs> and that is scary. <laughs> that is scary. Yes. Uh, a lot of things change. You get some superpowers. Then you get some other powers that are not so super. <laughs> and, and yes, uh, you go through moments of being super scared and say, I'm going to be the worst mom. But then, you know, you think, no, I'm going to be a cool mom because I'm cool. So it's, yeah, a lot of mood swings and also, a lot of... It's also amazing. You're carrying a whole human being. Like, that's just like... Yeah, but I don't realise yet. But taking it out of you, that's the hard part. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, Rachel. Yes, I wasn't thinking about that. I can confirm that's true. <laughs> yes, I, I don't realise that I'm carrying a whole human yeah. inside me. I still, I still don't like get the concept of pregnancy because you're like that's like one person or two people making one person and then they're suddenly alive and it's like they did that. It's kind of like it's crazy. It's mind blowing. Yeah, it? and yeah. it's difficult because you have to think about what that person's going to be in the future and how you want to shape them. And it's a bit like either they like grow up and they like go on their own dis- decisions, and you're like, wait, was it because of me or was it just because of their own free will? And I feel like that's very contradictory for like growing up. Yeah, you feel. I mean, I'm certainly feeling the pressure of, okay, am I going to you know, there's no perfect parent. No one, no one knows how to be a mum or a dad. But yeah, I certainly have moments when I think, okay, will I will I teach the, the right values? Will I teach the right stuff? Will I say the right stuff? Will I do the right stuff? But I, I don't think that, you know, you hit that point that there's no right or wrong. You just follow your instinct and yes, you hope for the best. Yeah, because I remember I always said, I'm never going to be a mum like my mum. I'm never going to be my mum. And guess what I've become? <laughs> my mum. <laughs> I do everything that she used to do and I catch myself doing it. Yeah. Rachel, you were part of the, the question and answer session with the, the young people from the Tuesday group. Yeah. And I found it really amusing that the thing that they were obsessed with or that they were asking about, like this big transition from primary school to secondary school, the thing that they cared about was like, will we get lockers? <laughs> and you said you said that, that that was a big deal for you as well. Yeah, because it's like when you watch these movies about like the like American people, you have your lockers, meaning that you can store everything you like and you can decorate it. And it was very much a girly thing. Um, I remember like my group of friends were like, oh my gosh, we're going to be able to like have our lockers and be able to store our stuff in. So like we could like have lots of stuff to just leave there. And it was really funny because we also wanted mirrors and it was like yeah so big that's not present that's no. No <laughs> exactly and then there had like some people do go to schools with lockers but it was just very upsetting because the british reality is sometimes you just don't get lockers and it was very heartbreaking when, on the first day of school i ended up going for the induction day and i ended up leaving crying because there were no lockers and i was like messaging my friends like oh my gosh i'm going to miss you guess what no lockers and was that the same for you mohammed it wasn't the same for me um a transition that i wanted to talk about was um a transition of what's it called? I don't want to waffle a lot, but self-esteem. Um, I was having a conversation with my cousin. We were on a walk last week 
And um, you're talking about my confidence and how I grew into becoming confident. I remember at the start of secondary school in year seven, they had the mu- they had a musical and I forgot what the musical was of. And I auditioned for it and I was terrified. I was trembling. I was worrying so much. And you could hear like all the nerves in my voice. And um, I remember like being quite quiet I think okay maybe not my friends probably wouldn't say that but um in the audition yeah so I had the audition and I had my little American accent and I was terrified and I was standing there all timid and um I didn't get the role and then the next year they had the musical again and um I wasn't actually in for the morning they were doing the auditions and they were doing auditions each day in one week for um each year group and I'd missed a day of my year group and people telling me, oh, have you auditioned? And I said, no, they're like, okay, you can just audition another day. But I was too scared of, I don't know, like rejection or just like, I was just too scared to ask. And um, so I was never able to audition for that. Therefore, I wasn't part of that musical. Third time round, mm-hmm. oh, I actually made a plan. I actually made a plan as to how I'm going to win the audition. Um I'd found out what the musical was going to be for the following year. And I said, I'm going to study the play. I'm going to study the movie. I'm going to study the accents. I'm going to study the characters. I'm going to take um, any chance of speaking in front of a big group of people to up my confidence and um, always raising my hand in class, just always doing things that are going to make me uncomfortable and getting myself outside my comfort zone. And I did. And then that I, I guess that contributed to me getting um, the role for the third time round. It's interesting because because that was the other question that the young that the young people asked, the Tuesday group asked, how do I become more confident? How do I meet new people? How do I make new friends? And like this is a bunch of people who when they first made those primary school friends, I guess they were too young to kind of remember how they did it. So this idea that there's a whole bunch of people that you're going to meet that are completely new is, is a big deal. Um, does it get easier? Hamida, as the person who has gone through the primary school, the secondary school and is now in uni is, was that something that occurred to you as well? Admittedly, this has been a weird year to start uni. I think I, I don't think I've ever had a normal experience of meeting new people in like a, school institution setting (laughs) um primary school was normal I guess because I just went to normal primary school but when I went to secondary school it was only my year group and so it was more daunting because there was no one else you could focus on because it was a new school yeah you could only focus on the people in your year group because those were the Mm. only ones in the school there was like there's no way you can get distracted and think about anyone that's older than you do you think that was a good thing or a bad thing not to have the older kids around I think it was I don't know. It was weird because like your you knew straight away your school experience is going to be different from any of your friends outside of school. But I did, I do think it made us closer as a year group because we really had to get to know each other, and we were like, we were go we were going up the year groups as the school was being built, and so I think most of us like we had to stick together because we were going through changes like twenty four seven, and then now that I've started university, I've started it online, so I've. I've only met like 20 people on my course and I haven't met the other half. Um, And so I've met like five people and I'd say they're my friends, but I haven't really had conversations with them. And so I think 
I think it's it's weird because you, I don't think I've had a proper experience of making friends before. But I think it's also like subjective. You don't know how it's going to go. And it's going to be different every time because everyone you meet is going to be completely different from the person before. And so you just kind of have to adapt and also just remember that not everyone's going to be your friend and not everyone's going to like you. And that's, that's, okay. Deal, yeah. that's okay. That doesn't make you a bad person. That doesn't make you unlikable. It's just you and that person just weren't meant to be friends. And that's okay. Yeah, I feel like it's very difficult because when you were a kid, you were so innocent and there weren't any standards to be had. So it was like when you were younger, you wouldn't care if you had a stain on your shirt or like you would roll around in the grass. And then when you get back home, you'd be literally covered in mud from something you did. Um, and it was like you'd make friends because of that innocence and like not that worry of trying to fit in and like the standards of what you'd have. So, for example, like you'd wear whatever you want. You had your own individuality and people appreciated that but because of the media and like online things and like trends um it's a bit like when you grow up it's where you're now looked at a lot more than when you were younger but when you're older you're expected to act like an adult and what was expected of you was even higher I do I do think I didn't definitely um your year group and those younger than me have it harder because I remember going to school and social media wasn't really a thing like Instagram wasn't a thing you had like maybe texts and snapchat but there was not as much there's no trends and not as much pressure of when I was in secondary school to like like wear a certain thing or have a certain thing I think it just came when I got older so I do think the people who are in secondary school now have got it like 10 times harder in terms of being able to find themselves in a way that isn't influenced heavily mm-hmm. by social media. Yeah, because I've been like always since year seven myself and it's been very difficult because I've always had people come towards me, like literally um, popular people come to me saying, oh, I wish I had your um, confidence. I wish I had your individuality, but it's just impossible around people. And it's like they speak to me because they feel like they can be themselves around me, which I feel like it's around people becoming a shepherd instead of a sheep because it's like you're meant to be your own self because if the majority was themselves then everyone else would follow mm. so it's a bit difficult when people are too lazy to decide to like feel like being themselves instead of trying to put all that effort into being someone they're not yeah this is an open question to everyone and i think roddy roddy has joined us and roddy is leaning in as well um so what's the tactic? What's the technique? Is it just about, like Hamida was saying, adapting? Is it about just weathering it and, and getting your head down and, and, and living through the change? Roddy, how do, you, how do you deal with transitions? Well, to be honest, I was about to ask this exact same question. I was going to say, what, um, what can make transition easier? Because we we've talked about lots of different types of transition, whether it's having a baby or going into secondary school. And, you know, they're all different and they all bring their challenges. Um, and I... I suppose since you've, st- you've asked the question first, Mark, <laughs> I have to answer it because um, I was leaning in. Um, I think for me, um, often the actual change or transition isn't necessarily the hard part. It's how I think about change and transition. Um, I know I'm starting a new job in a few months and I know that the first like four months, I'm going to hate it and I'm going to cry and I'm going to think I'm rubbish at it. And my husband's going to like, just be tearing his hair out. He's like, no, you're fine. You're only just started. Cause I think I I have high expectations. I have to be perfect at it as soon as I start. Um, 
But I think for me, it's the the thought of change and the thought of transition that's the more and the the uncertainty of what's going to happen or am I going to be any good at it or will people like me, as you said, Rachel. And um, I think for me, that's the hardest bit. So I think sometimes getting out of our own, for me, getting out of my own head mm. and being reflective as look at all the transitions I've done in the past mm. and how I've overcome them or got through them and learning learning from that is what helps me, What what helps other people. For me, it's for state of mind in terms of being less superficial with yourself, because I feel like people care more about the exterior more than what is deep inside your heart. Because when people talk about things, they're going to think about, oh, what will that person think about instead of your true self thinking mm. about how you feel? And it's almost like, it. for example, if you try and pick out an outfit, you're not like, oh, do I feel comfortable in this? It's always, oh my gosh, is she... Ha- are my friend are my friend group gonna like that and like they ask oh how does this look and if someone says oh you look fat in it they will agree and just not buy that item of clothing and it's very difficult because it's grown up in such a society where it's like it matters about what other people say rather than your own true beliefs and it's more like it's a lot more of the difference between when you were a kid and caring about what you cared about and people can't tell the difference between maturity and being your true self. I think you've got to be kinder to yourself. Mm. you just got to be nice to yourself. You want to treat yourself how you treat your mum or how you treat your sibling or your best friend. And if you're standing in the mirror and you're thinking, oh, I look fat in this, would you say that to your best friend? Would you say that to your sibling? And if you think no, then don't say it to yourself. And I know it's like, it's an easier thing to be said than done. But with me, I think that's how I've gained confidence and it's helped me with transitions, just being nice to myself. And checking what language you use with yourself, because like you could, you could look at an outfit and say, no, this isn't working. Uh, And and not call yourself fat. Yeah. And that's fine. And that's fine. But if you're being, if you're thinking of it in a way that is like mean to yourself, then that's not okay. And I think that's where you can start to, yeah. And I think that's a really nice way of wrapping this up, isn't it? Be kinder to yourself, right? That's a really, really good piece of advice that I think we all should listen. Thank you. The okay, so here's Rachel's reflections um, on this topic. So there are many transitions in life the simple difference of clothing style or the big difference of mental state, be it negative or positive. But the more general transitions of today are the changes of season. You know it's summer when wildlife decides to inhabit your home without your consent, just like your annoying sibling when they enter your room. But there are more serious transitions like lockdown and the uncertainty of it ever ending. But the shops are opening so I can finally spend an unforgiving amount of money on clothes and useless stuff. I saw a squirrel eat a sandwich, which shows Western society today. But we're getting off on the wrong track. I wanted to congratulate a recent change in Betty's life, her new bundle of joy, because she has a bun in the oven, which is so exciting. I can't wait to see the little tyke grow. Anyway, um, to end off on a positive note, the world doesn't go by your opinion, it goes by your example. The realist. That's it for The Realist today. The Realist is a project of Waterloo Community Theatre 
uh, today. You heard Hamida, Betty, Mohammed, Roddy turned up, Rachel, Anna, and myself, Mark. If you want to find out more about the work that we do or listen to other episodes of The Realist, you can visit www.waterloocommunitytheatre.co.uk. Uh, there is a donate button. We are completely supported by funders, so if you want to uh, throw us uh, a little bit of money to continue the work, we will not turn it away. Um, or you can just follow us on social media at, uh, at WCOM Theatre on Twitter and at uh, Waterloo Community Theatre on Instagram. Uh, but that's us for now. See you next week. Ciao. Bye-bye. Sayonara. <laughs>